Switchfoot Song Stories, a fan-run and operated podcast, not affiliated with Switchfoot. All right, season's greetings, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of Switchfoot Song Stories. We're going to jump right in here. My guest this week is Switchfoot fan Danny Lawson. Danny, how's it going? Hey, it's going good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is a unique episode because uh, we are not just talking about one song. We're talking about an entire album, the new Switchfoot Christmas album that just dropped last Friday. And I know for some people it's early to be talking Christmas. They're probably thinking you got to wait till Thanksgiving. But Switchfoot released a Christmas album. So it, it, it's got to be like you got to listen to it, right? Absolutely. So I understand you got to you get the vinyl in. You've been uh, spinning that thing this week. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it came in uh, Monday afternoon and been listening to it most of the week. Um, I try to stay off of Spotify and streaming services until I can get the vinyl in and listen to the physical copy of it, though. Yeah. It does kind of make me wonder how many Switchman fans that are, like, dead set on can't listen to Christmas music till Thanksgiving's over, and then their favorite band drops it, and they're kind of thinking, ah, I'm going uh, to have to break my own rules maybe, but I don't know. See, I don't know. That's not me. I uh, usually, after trick-or-treating, Halloween night, we drive home listening to Christmas music. So oh, nice. it, ca- it yep. came at the perfect time for us. Yeah, cool. 
I think for me, I've, I changed really since the pandemic, like when 2020 was going on that year, I was like, man, I don't care. Like, listen to it all year round if you want, you know, if it brings you some joy. And so from that year, on, you know, the last three Christmases now, um, I'm, I kind of feel differently about it. So especially with Switchman doing their thing, I think it's a uh, well-timed as you, as you mentioned as well. So hopefully fans are digging this or maybe they're listening to this podcast in December, you know, a little bit later on as, uh, as Christmas season approaches, but um, very exciting stuff. The Christmas tour is about to kick off. I unfortunately cannot attend the show. Uh, you're going to the one in Indiana. So I'm jealous. Uh, say <laughs> hi to uh, Tyler Davis, who will be there. Uh, he was a guest on the show a couple episodes ago. So maybe you can catch up with him and enjoy it. So I'm sure you're looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get your initial thoughts on this album. Like, you know, we'll, we'll say a few things about each song, but as far as like overall, like your first couple spins, what are your initial thoughts of this entire album? Well, so, you know, I actually, as a kid, I grew up uh, reading books by C.S. Lewis and Tolkien. And I think the coolest thing about those guys is when you, when you read a book, it takes you to another place. And I love the fact that in John's writing, he's always able to take the listener to another place. And I fortunately was able to go to the getaway this summer and spending time in California and then spending this album, man, it takes me right back and it feels like I'm on the, on the Pacific coast again. So yeah, absolutely. A, I, I felt the same way too. Go ahead. Do you have a uh, personal favorite so far, like track wise, is there one that really jumped out at you so far? Uh, I think California Christmas, because uh, like I said, going to California, my first time, honestly, out of uh, out of the Midwest. So getting to travel across the country and spend time in California, um, just some of the things that he alludes to, you know, Santa getting stuck in traffic on the five. Yeah. Um, all the commute was down the five. Um, but I think, you know, something that I can not necessarily relate to, but the fact that I grew up in Indiana my whole life, um, it was for me, I, Christmas was all about the snow. It was about the cold weather. It was about the snow and going out and building a snowman. And unfortunately in California, you don't really have that. So like I said, John being able to take the listener to a different place for him, the magic of Christmas is, you know, the fake snow at the mall. Well, yeah. I don't have fake snow at the mall. We've got the real stuff around here most of the time in Indiana. So I thought that was cool that he can. um, Christmas is a a time of dreaming. It's a time of magic. And the fact that his California Christmas involves fake snow and 85 degrees. It's I love the picture that it paints. Yeah, it was just so them too, like the the sound and and lyrics of that. And the first time I heard that one, I was like, man, I would have loved this one even more. Um, those years that I lived in Florida, it was just like three and a half years, but it was a bit of a struggle. And I, I was able to come home the week of Christmas, but I mean, like all of December living in Florida, um, it was Northern Florida. So I would get a little bit of colder weather, like cooler weather, I guess, not cold, but um, it was just kind of interesting. I even had family members say, do they celebrate it there? Do they have lights and everything, even though it's warm? So <laughs> but I thought it was very relatable. I'm sure a lot of people in warmer climates, um, or those in colder climates who are dreaming about it. So very well done song. We'll talk a little more about that one in a few minutes. 
the second track for me is my current favorite. I think it's just like an incredible, like the lyrics, um, very introspective and, and uh, reflective on, you know, the world that we live in today. So looking for Christmas uh, is track number two. To me, it has the best lyrics on the album. Um, I'm still looking for Christmas. Tell me what Christmas means. Tell me what's the worth singing peace on earth when there's war on the TV screen. I'm still looking for Christmas. I get the feeling that I'm on my own. Is there a Christmas star to show me where you are? Because the wise men all forgot the way home. So you may yeah. do that. You're like, that's kind of sad, but it's also like this very reflective and still bringing it back to, you know, the meaning of it all. Yeah. And I think a song like this, um, especially with the past two, three years we've gone through with the pandemic and everything, um, it gives you the sense that you need to find hope more now than ever. And Christmas is a time of season where I feel like people are looking for hope. You know, I mean, obviously we're celebrating the birth of a savior, but um, much more, I, it, I think it, for me, it becomes a time of memory. It come, becomes a time of uh, introspect and looking back on Christmas's past, lost loved ones that, that have been with us and passed on, you know, and looking for Christmas is, it's one of those things that I really love this song because it does take you back to those memories. But then it also kind of reminds me of, you know, Dickens Christmas Carol, where you got the ghost of future past or you got the ghost of past, present and future. And looking forward to something is is all about hope. And, yeah. you know, that's the, that's the theme through throughout Switchfoot's music is hope is the anthem. Yeah, it's an interesting analogy there. I didn't think of. So I um I read the Jesus Freak Hideout review. And um, I think they gave it three and a half stars or at least one of the writers. I'd go a little higher. But one thing I did agree with and probably one of my only critiques of the album is the placement of some of the songs. So I, I agree with them. Now, keep in mind, most people stream and a lot of people don't even go in order anymore. So a lot of these listeners who have this probably couldn't care less about, you know, placement of song. But um, I, I think maybe they start with this lighthearted California Christmas, then they go straight to, you know, this more serious one. So I kind of agree with JFH that maybe they could have put maybe like a classic or a lighter uh, song at second and then maybe, you know, track three or four to plug this one in. But that's obviously an incredibly minor um, critique. And uh, again, just a, a song that I love the most on the album. So oh, that is cool. Yeah. So they little different than uh, the other release and I like when they were marketing it for the first time and they put that out there I was um, very excited to see like how many originals that they were actually doing so pretty cool yeah. yeah and I was pleasantly surprised with it I like the I love the originals so I mentioned California Christmas uh, I put in my notes the thing that you mentioned about the only snow that falls and the fake stuff at the mall great line really cool bridge as well I don't know how you you know describe it's not a not a rap or spoken word but obviously those you know quicker lyrics that he does is a, a really cool addition to the song makes me wonder if we ever get a chance to ask him if that was you know something they had like right away and, and i'd also love to know from the guys how many of these were all like hey we're gonna do a christmas record and so they wrote did they write all of the originals at once or did they have some kind of tucked away that's something that uh i don't think has been really said yet maybe they'll say it on tour yeah absolutely um a line that really sticks out to me in California Christmas um, 
going to the getaway, one of my favorite places to visit was uh, Swami's Cafe. And right across the street is Swami's Beach. So the line where he says, um, let me see, where is that here? Yeah, you're making me want to go to California now. So I, I really need to get out for a uh, one of the Burrams. So I think maybe the 20th, which is in two summers, I believe. That would be a, a pretty special day. So I think so far, the only one that I'm tempted to sometimes skip, and maybe it's because I've heard this song so much over the years from other artists, and maybe they didn't make it uh, too different. I don't know, but the uh, Christmas time is here. I still think they do a great job with it, um, but it's probably the only one, like maybe the arrangement of it, I'm not not as keen on as some of the others. And it's so far, again, it's very early in the whole listening process, but it's the only one that I've skipped a little bit more perhaps than others. But um, what do you think about that song? Yeah, I like it. Um, it. Like I said, Christmas is a time of memory and it brings me back to my childhood listening to a Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, the piano, um, it's not, not necessarily always my, my cup of tea, but it's, it's good to, to put some variety on there. For sure. So yeah, our track list is going to be a little different, but the one from um, the original album and like Spotify, the next one would be Scrappy Little Christmas Tree, which you get a little, little rock feel to it, a little grunge almost. Uh, I was thinking this one could have been like from the Vice Versus era, maybe even a Hurricane era. Um, so again, maybe they tucked it away or maybe it was a brand new one, but I love the feel of this one. I can, I can see families dancing to this one as they're putting the tree up. Absolutely. Yeah. This one to me, um, this is surf rock all the way. I love it. Um, man, there's, I don't know. There's so much to this one. Just the memories of, of growing up and picking out that tree. It kind of, Maybe, maybe, you know, we talk about Christmas time is here and not maybe caring about the arrangement of that one as much as what we have, but Christmas time is here. Charlie Brown Christmas, scrappy little Christmas tree. They, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little, uh, segue from those two songs. Um, my sister and I always had like a little, like when he said three foot, three foot tree, I think he said, if I remember the lyrics right, but we uh, we both had small trees in our rooms and then the big tree out um but you know messing with the lights and messing with stuff is, is pretty cool and thinking about their childhood so probably yeah. a fan favorite and so far the the streaming numbers um that one is up there so pretty cool yeah one of the things i used to do as a kid um when we put up the christmas tree we usually typically put ours up you know right after thanksgiving and all that stuff so we could enjoy it a little bit before christmas but I would lay actually underneath the Christmas tree and just look up into it and look at the lights. So the Christmas tree has always been a, a fun thing for me. Um, we usually have lots of memories. You know, I have to have my cup of hot chocolate and we usually watch the Grinch while we while we do that. So just all the memories about the Christmas tree, this, this song kind of brings those all back to my mind. Always great to reflect um, the next one. Silent Night, which I remember when uh, when they announced they were going to do the album, part of me was like, I kind of hope Silent Night's not on there because that one I just hear from from like every artist ever. <laughs> but in true Switchfoot fashion, they make a medley out of it, and I think they really pulled it off. It was a really nice touch. Silent Night slash, it came upon a midnight clear. It was like a very seamless transition. And, uh, you know, again, once I saw it was a medley, um, 
and the fact of, of these guys can can pull off just about anything. So now it's like, man, I hope that that they do that one on tour uh, for this Christmas tour. Game Upon a Midnight Clear is one of my favorite all-time Christmas songs. So to be able to do it together, seamless uh, medley there. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I like it. Um, one of the things when I first saw the track list, um, you know, obviously there was the original songs, but some of the ones that the, the classics that they picked, I, I looked at it and I was like, you know, these are really good songs. Um, yeah, it's been done many different times, but the fact that they made it a medley, like you said, I feel like that was a good touch. But you really can't get past the meaning of Christmas without thinking about the birth of the Savior. You know, when yeah. you think about what Jesus did in coming for us, um, Silent Night, it came upon a midnight clear. Those really kind of take you back to wanting to read that Bible story and, and wanting yeah. to dig into that. And, you know, um, just with that and looking for Christmas, it it really makes you take a hard look about, you know, it's not about the stuff I can get. It's about what we're celebrating. And it yeah. really makes you think about the whole reason for the season. Definitely. One of the cool things, too, is know that whenever they release anything, it's like, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to have this forever, but it's cool to know that like literally the rest of my life, every Christmas, I'm going to be spinning this album. That's one of the cool things about having a Christmas album that the guys have talked about doing for so long and finally here. So it's yeah, quite absolutely. a blessing. The next one is actually my all time favorite Christmas carol. I heard the bells on Christmas day. And the reason is, I'm not sure if people are familiar with the the story behind it. I believe it was a civil war, um, but the author of that song was going through just unbelievable tragedy, loss of life. There's a war going on. He's just completely depressed at just the state of everything that's going on. Um, but and you look, and there's some pretty dark lyrics when you look at the full poem and the full song of that. But eventually, he gets to this place of like when Christmas came around, the, the carols still played. Like there's still peace on earth, even though it's hard to find. And, and he eventually gets to this place of like so much despair, but then he finally gets to this place of, you know, God is not dead. He does not sleep. And to me, it's just one of the most amazing songs lyrically. Um, love uh, the Mercy Me version and several other bands that have done it. But what I love, too, about, you know, Switchman doing, you know, they, they completely change the arrangement to fit their style, and, and they really pull it off. It's one of those, like, like oh, you're taking a song that, that so many people know, and you're changing a little bit of how, you know, the way it is sung, and I thought they just nailed it. Yeah, I, uh, it, it's funny you mentioned the, the story behind the song, because when I listened to it a couple different times, I don't know how to do necessarily to describe it, but like the guitar uh, starting out just real soft, but it, it builds into kind of like this almost haunting sound. If that, if that makes sense for a Christmas yeah. song um, and it's done in only a way that Switchfoot can do it. And the fact that, that, that haunting sound along with the story behind the song uh, yeah. makes it that much more inspiring to me. Yeah. You mentioned them taking you to a different place. And I, like knowing that story, like we actually one year uh, Christmas Eve service at our church, like we, we told the story and, and kind of went in depth with it. So it's 
it's always on my mind, you know, every Christmas season. And so, yeah, like, like you said, the, the tone of the song, um, the sound that they chose to go with, you know, it's almost like you can, you can uh, imagine relating like today's, today's world, today's headlines, today's news, news, and, uh, you know, John thinking about it and, and singing with it. So, you know, when you put all of that together, I think it's pretty perfect. So probably my second favorite on the whole album. Yeah, I really like this one, too. Um, it just, yeah, it, like you said, with the, the playability of it and, and being able to go back to this album each and every Christmas and being able to play it again. Um, Switchfoot has a uncanny ability to put together an album where on first listen, you're like, eh, I don't know. But yep. then the more you listen to it, you un it's it's like a an architecture uh, or not an architecture it's like an architect not an architect an archaeologist there we go it's like an archaeologist going for a dig and you uncover more things each time you listen to it so next up we got songs like midlife christmas and then a familiar one the christmas song new year's day which uh, had been out with a re-release and then a little town of bethlehem that's the the order of the original album here so Midlife Crisis, it's definitely an interesting addition to a Christmas album and, and right kind of smacked out serious one, so I like it. Yeah, Midlife, Chris, Midlife Christmas for me, um, the first thing that I thought of was the new John Foreman Departures album. Um, it, it sounds like it could have been a B-side possibly from that as a Christmas song. And yep. it, it kind of seems like a sister song almost to uh, the Valley of the, the Shadow of Planned Obsolescence where he alludes to being disposable and old. Yeah. I think the age that I'm at now, I'm, I'm 36 years old and you start thinking about those things. It's like, Oh man, what happened to my twenties? And you start thinking about all the Christmases past. You think about all the things that are to come. Um, But like I said, it's a, it's a time about reminiscing. So when you think about midlife and, and your innocence being outgrown is, is, one of the questions he asked is, is it innocence outgrown? Welcome to my midlife Christmas. Um, it's a time to reflect. And sometimes that could be good or sometimes that could be bad. Initial thoughts on how the album kind of, kind of ends there. They got the, I like the version of the Christmas song. I like, you know, New Year's day, um, being an addition. And then I also, as far as the back half, really like the little town of Bethlehem as well. Yeah. So what about those, those few songs there? Uh, for me, it's it's the Christmas song. I love it, um, and I actually like the the streaming version where they've got the little uh, "Everyone Knows a Turkey" interlude. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good addition from. I think it was from the John Foreman uh, Christmas tour last year, or he did a Christmas concert. Uh, but for me, the Christmas song has always been one of my personal favorites. Whenever I start to get into the the Christmas spirit, it's always the first song that I play. I actually yep. last year bought the Nat King Cole Christmas song vinyl just for that one song. Uh, Very nice. So to now hear a Switchfoot rendition of it, I love it. Very cool. I'm assuming, I could be wrong, was the the Hometown Christmas, was that probably not on the vinyl? Probably just no. Spotify or? Yeah, that's just, a, I think that's just a Spotify uh, exclusive there. Well, I know last year was, I think, Amazon and then they, they released it to the world. But that one for me is just... An amazing song with with three of my all time favorite artists. I mean, I would say I always tell people Switchfoot's number one, Need to Breathe number two, 
and then when you combine all of what Judah does, so Judah and the Lion, Judah the worship artist, uh, Pink Laundry, a side project, like all the, all these things put together, I would probably put Judah Acres his name as my third favorite. So to have basically my three favorite artists all in a song, um, pretty special. Yeah, I have listened to that one a little bit on Spotify, um, and it's it's so good. And the thing I love about it is the distinct differences in their voices you know if you were to turn on a radio station right now and you heard uh meant to live and even if it was just a vocal breakdown you know that that's john foreman singing and and the same goes for need to breathe and and for judah you hear those voices and it instantly you know who that is and so to have those distinct voices that really cut through everything else on that song. It, it makes it absolutely perfect. Absolutely. You know, I had to look up some John Foreman quotes. He doesn't have a lot about this album yet, which will be coming on tour. And uh, by the way, if you go to the tour and for anyone out there and you uh, record something special that John says, send it our way because we love to share those. But he did a couple of Christmas devotions and Christmas thoughts over the last several years. So I pulled some of those up. Uh, to get us in the Christmas spirit, even if you're listening to this now or in December, whenever it may be. Um, so I'll get your thoughts on some of these quotes as well. So one thing he said was, uh, "'Tis the season to celebrate the greatest gift we've ever received, the boundless love of our maker. Let all of our gifts be put in their place in the shadow of this, the greatest gift." Beautiful quote there. Another one that he said was, "'In this season, it's an incredible reminder that the unmade maker himself is not socially distant, but present. Emmanuel means God is with us. And then the last one is maybe this season celebration could be a chance to be more than a consumer, more than an individual. Maybe we could partake in community. Maybe we could befriend the outsider, feed the hungry and be wealthy in ways we've never known. So those are just three of many quotes uh, from that devotional series um, that he did a few years ago. So powerful stuff. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm traveling. So it's kind of been a crazy week of uh, coaching basketball and doing some different things, but uh, love the timing of them being able to release this album. Um, so when you see them on this tour, uh, what number does that make it for you? How many times have you seen them? Oh, wow. Uh, I think I'm up to about 15 shows now. Um it's been a fun journey. And I think the thing that I love most about going to Switchfoot shows is the community. Um, I've met some really amazing people going to Switchfoot shows. Um, and that includes here in Indiana, that includes going out to the getaway. Um, the, the community that has been brought about by the live streams and the chat on there, um, met some really cool people. I have to absolutely give a shout out to my two favorite people. Uh, in the Switchfoot community, and that's Donna Barnett and Sherry Hunter. And like Switchfoot that's brought us all together um, to talk about music and, and the band that we love. That's awesome. I love hearing those stories. It's You hear it all the time from Switch the Switch fam, and uh, I think that's one of the, the greatest honors and joys of the guys themselves. You know, you hear them talk about all the time, just the community of, of people, the family, and uh, a lot of people that I haven't even met yet, but just conversing with them online, through daily john foreman or this podcast or the facebook page you know they they feel like family they feel like uh, close friends um despite not having met many of them face to face so and one of the great joys of this podcast getting to chat with different people and so 
Hope people are loving it. Hope people spend that Christmas album this Christmas and beyond. And hope everybody out there has a wonderful and safe Christmas season coming up. So, Danny, thanks so much. Hopefully we will, since we're in the same state, hopefully I'm sure we will catch a show together at some point. Absolutely. Sounds great.